0: MAMA Here she goes, It's Wrapped with the Realness and thanks for tuning in to another episode of Mama Drama Pod. Today we're talking all about sexual liberation. As you can see, we have a lovely guest here and we will introduce her or let her introduce herself properly very soon. So sex is like a big topic no matter what, people are always interested in it. Some people say people are thinking about it all day long. I don't think I do. Ladies, do you guys think about sex all the time? Would you think? Hell no.
1: (laughs) <laughs> um, not all the time, but I think
0: quite a lot. Yeah. Okay, so some people it's on their mind all the time, right? Humans, we need it. It's a biological factor. Sex is a big deal. We also get quite a few dilemmas about it where mums typically are writing and saying, Oh, we need some help getting our freak back on, or we need to help getting our sort getting into our saucy mode again. And generally like in society, if you go online you always hear women complaining about men failing to make women climax. So it's a hot topic no matter what people are interested. We also had a clubhouse room on this topic a few weeks ago where we discussed post-baby sex. So it's February, it's the month of love and we have decided to get a sex specialist onto our lovely podcast. So Georgette, please can you introduce yourself to everyone?
1: Yeah, um, I am Georgette and I am the host of just the Tip podcast, which is a sex-positive podcast. Um, I don't know if I'd
0: call myself a specialist. I think I just talk a lot about sex. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds pretty specialist to me. I don't know. What do you think, Shells?
2: <laughs> sounds like <laughs> sounds like it to me too. Um, yeah, I'm down to hear this stuff that's going on. <laughs> so, first of all, how
0: did you come up with the name? So, with, with this name, right, growing up. It's got um, different connotations to it. So like just the tip, we can assume what you're referring to, like whatever is a tip of, but there's this thing growing up where if you were like a young girl and a guy was trying to get you in bed and you might not have been too on it, he might have been like, oh, just the tip as a way to get in. I don't know if you have heard of that. Has that got anything to do with it? What is the meaning behind it?
1: So it's a bit of both. So it was, it was definitely that because I heard that a lot when I was a lot younger, where like a guy would be like, oh babe, please, just the tip." So it was part of that. And then the other meaning was that like, it's a lot more than a tip because when a guy has said just the tip, it's never just, it's never just that. Sorry. So I kind of wanted to like change the meaning of that almost um, with the pod and be like, we say just the tip, it's never that. Like we have very like deep conversations about sex as well when just cover everything so that's where the name came from
2: Ooh, I like the sounds of that I think it's a very good pun it plays on the words really well um and as you've explained it definitely goes in a bit deeper um what are your views on asking women if they want to have children have you ever stumbled across those types of conversations has it popped up on your pod at all
1: um So I have had those kind of those kind of conversations, but I've I've had people ask me that quite a lot. Um, And I think that's because I've openly said that I don't plan to have children or it's it's not really something that I want. Like if it happens, then then fine. But it's it's definitely not something I'm planning to do, if that makes sense.
2: Okay, fair enough. I mean, we're, we were all children. We were all born into the world via sex. So it's cool. That's okay. Um, but yeah, I think it, it's nice for us to have you on here as our guest so we can explore that a little bit more with you as mothers.
0: So how do people usually react if you say I'm not planning on having children because women, right? People just think women are here on this earth to procreate, to have baby. The woman hits a certain age. That's what she should be doing. So how are people reacting to you when you say that? And how do you respond?
1: um it's exactly that like people are generally quite shocked and I often get the oh my god why and I was just like uh if I said that I wanted to have kids would you ask me why or would you just be like oh okay um but I think as you said because there is this idea or the way that we've kind of been brought up is that that's what women do like they wait then they get married and then they have kids so when you kind of say okay well I actually don't want that part of what you're telling me," that I should be doing people are generally quite shocked and um I remember I'm like when I told my mum she was generally just like sorry what and I was just like yeah like I don't really think I want kids like it's it's not really in my plan and I think in her mind she thought she'll change her mind um but yeah it's it's usually quite a shock to people but I think when I actually explain the reasons why people I think have a bit more understanding.
0: So have you always felt this way and you mentioned the reasons what reasons do you have? Um, no I haven't always felt this way at all like I think when I
1: was in my maybe like early 20s but actually just from being a kid I I've, I've, I thought I, I always wanted kids but I think that's just because I didn't think I had another option like I didn't think that I was allowed to say actually no I don't want them um and then in terms of my reasons um I just don't feel like I God, like, how can I put this now like okay so I would love to foster but I think that's because I used to work um as a social worker so I've seen that side of things and thought okay well I would much prefer to um have a child that's had like a really bad start to life than just have my own kid and do things that way yeah
0: it's so interesting to hear your perspective because for the past few episodes we've been talking about relationship in general we've had like men come on and women come on to talk about the pressures of settling down in general so it's just different to hear someone come on and say do you know what I don't really want that that's not what I want in my life plan so it's refreshing to hear and I'm sure there'll be people out there who can absolutely um, relate to it. I think Shells was going to say something as well.
2: Yeah I was going to say that actually it just it's different hearing that, and I think actually now a lot of women are coming forward and saying, actually, you know what? I don't want to go down the normal stereotypical route of becoming a wife or just um, having kids. I like, could just be known for having kids. There's much more to that. There's much more to me than just having children and being that motherly, maternal figure. Um, and I'm all here for it. I'm here for it. I think there was one point in my life actually, I was like, do I really want to have kids? Like, do I really want? I questioned myself. But then look, here I am 2021 <laughs> with a nearly two year old. So, <laughs> OK, we're going to move on a bit
0: more deeper into the actual topic of sex. But we thought it was really good to get your views on like women and having kids because you had um, I think, a social media post or maybe a pod or something where you mentioned something about it. So we had that down as something that we should really tap into. And we've, we've unearthed a lot more than I think we thought we would have. So thank you so much for sharing. So on the topic of sexual liberation, what does that mean to you?
1: um sexual liberation to me is just men and women but I guess in this instance like women just being able to do whatever they want to do with their bodies so if that means that they want to have sex with lots of people they're absolutely allowed to do that if they decide that they don't want to have sex at all they're allowed to do that it's it's just about kind of um I guess exploring a side when it comes to sex sexuality sensuality and just just kind of going into an area that I don't feel like we've always been allowed or even had that option to as well I think growing up as girls that like we again what we're, were're often told that you know don't have sex until marriage don't come across as a certain type of girl you don't want to be seen like as a certain type of way and I think the older that I got, the more I was just like, this doesn't make any damn sense. Like, why, like, why am I being so heavily policed on what I decide to do? Um, and so that's why I think it's been so important for me to go on such a journey and to be like, I'm all about liberation. Like, I want women especially to feel that level of understanding of, of themselves and just to have like. That ultimate freedom to kind of decide what they want to do when it comes to sex,
2: yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's very interesting that you say that. I think I've um, referenced this before in one of our other apps about Bridgerton. I don't know whether you watched it, um, yeah. And for me, actually, what you just said really resonates with a certain scene in that her whole um episode or the season, rather, um, where the young girl she's getting married. And there's certain things that her mom wants her to, well, not what her mom, but she's supposed to be doing as a wife, you know, getting ready in the marital bed and whatever. But her mum has never, ever had any type of conversation with her about sex, what to expect, what does it look like, what does it feel like. And it's just like, women, why do we have to learn these things as we go along? Why is it OK for a man to just be doing whatever willy nilly but then women we have to preserve ourselves and we actually don't know anything about sex until we're in the actual act itself it's just absolutely crazy to me when you actually sit there and think about it um and on the back of that i was wondering whether you actually always felt sexually liberated or whether there was a point in your life where you actually felt as these women do or as women do nowadays I haven't always felt like this at
1: all. Like I was quite a prude like growing up and I was very much like, oh, I'm not that kind of girl. And like, I don't give head because I'm not like that. I'm I'm, on the shelf waiting for my husband and then I'm going to have sex and, and e- explore all of that. So I, I definitely haven't always been this way. Um, I think I kind of started exploring when I was probably about 20, 25, 26, maybe. Um, and I think that was just me kind of unplugging from from the things that I had been told and actually thinking, OK, do I actually think this way or is it just because this is what I've been told? And as I said before, if, is it just a thing where I didn't think I had any other options? So when I kind of had those conversations with myself and asked, I was like, OK, so do I actually want to have children or is it just because I've been told that that's just what women do? um that's kind of made me be a lot more liberated I, I I think even just as a person and um I agree like the idea to me personally of like not having sex at all getting married and then just I'm meant to know how to please a man how to make sure that I'm pleased what to do in the bedroom so my partner doesn't stray like it it, it doesn't it doesn't make sense to me, like on a personal level. Where do we
0: start? (laughs) There's so much to unpick there. First of all, your like sexual rebirth at 25. Wow. Can we find out a bit more about that? Like you said before, you're quite a prude. Where did that come from? Was that due to anything to do with like religious factors? Did it come from your parents all just from society whereby girls just be judged for, I don't know, if a girl gave head in school, she was called a shiner girl or she was called a skit, et cetera, et cetera. All these things are coming back to me now that we'd heard about girls who were promiscuous and of course were looked down looked down upon. And if you were a female, you, you probably wouldn't be associated with that at all. Like I remember even when I was 18 and the rapper OG Nikki blew up and she came out with her her freestyle or whatever. And it was so like, I can't remember what her, li- her lyrics were hit from the back screaming la 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 and it was literally like oh my gosh what has she just said and she was rapping about sexual positions and it was just such a big moment in time for us I think it was like 2010 but it was just like what has she done OG Nikki oh my gosh she's a sketch but she's fire and she's sick with rapping so yeah there's definitely been like a journey that we've been on but for you personally how did you get there at 25 and what was your um like your prude ways um rooted in?
1: So, for me, I think it was the fact that I grew up in the church and and so um everything that I was taught or that I was told like I guess I equaled me going to hell, so like me um having sex outside of marriage, exploring my sexuality, things like that it, it like everything just came with so much shame, so from that to I guess. My culture as well, and and being told, you know, you don't do this, and you do do that, and so even if I had like any thoughts that were considered bad, like I was just like, why am I thinking this way? This is bad. This is wrong. When in actuality, it's very, very normal. It's very normal to think about sex or to question sex or to kind of feel things down there and not quite understand and want to explore it. Just because, as you grow up as a kid your biology just kind of kicks in and then you just want to explore um so i think that's that's kind of where it came from and then i had this whole thought of um i'm going to wait until this age then i'm going to get married at this age and have kids at this age and kind of had this unrealistic idea of what i thought life was and so i think for me my awakening kind of came off kind of came off the back of me just like proper deep in that. That's just not how life works, and I don't just have to kind of go along with this path that was put in front of me without me even having a say on whether I actually wanted that or not. Um, and then yeah, like I, I kind of went through. Like I wouldn't even call it m- my whole phase, but I was just like, I'm doing everything with everyone because because I can because I can. Um, and so I did that, and I was just like, okay and i think it just allowed me to just to kind of understand myself better when it comes to sex and to understand my boundaries and i think with that it it definitely unearthed a lot that i had to um what's the word that i had to grow from um in the sense of my thoughts around sex were quite negative and quite male oriented or yeah i don't know the word that i'm that i'm that i'm thinking of but in the sense of I often felt that if I was with a partner we would have to have sex because I'm his girlfriend not because I was in the mood or I wasn't in the mood and my thinking was everything that we do is about his pleasure and not about the things that I like and and I think at the time I also didn't feel comfortable enough to say oh can you give me head today or can you do this please? Cause I really like that. And not just kind of go with the flow because I thought, well, that's just what I'm meant to do because I'm their girlfriend. And and I think my my thinking as well was just like, men think about sex all, all the time, they want it all the time, blah, blah, blah. And so any thoughts I had, I was just like, well, okay, well, I can't think like that because I'm a woman. So I think when I just kind of like unpicked all of that and unpacked all of that, I was just like, I'm meant to enjoy sex as well. Like I'm meant to have as good as a time as what you look like
0: you're having, I want to have that as well. Because of how you were before was rooted in your faith. It just made me think as you've become more liberated, has that in turn affected your faith or have your beliefs changed as your attitude towards sex have changed as well? So
1: I don't like actively go to church, but me and God definitely chat, you know what I mean? So it's not that I don't have a faith and I don't believe I, I'm just like, like in my mind, like I'm just like, if it says that we were all made in his image then there's a reason that I'm the way that I am and it's not because I'm a bad person it's just I'm just a bit different, I don't know
2: I mean, that could be a very difficult complex for a lot of people, actually, especially people who are growing up in the church, who are young people. And you hear it all the time when you've gone to church. Oh, we don't have sex before marriage. Don't, da, da, da. But there's never those real and raw and honest conversations about sex What it entails, like, obviously, if they want to, you know, portray the negative aspects, getting sexually transmitted infections and how to protect yourself, because the more you tell someone not to do something, the more likely it is that person's going to want to do it and they're going to want to investigate. And curiosity, we're naturally curious humans, people, um, and that's just something that comes with us um, in terms of being our nature. You've mentioned it quite a, a bit in terms of actually wanting to please the male in your relationship and then in turn you wanting that but not potentially knowing how to go about it. Um, Do you think that men and women are treated equally when it comes to sexual liberation? Do you think there's vast disparities or do you think that they're on the same lines?
1: I think from a young age, men are kind of encouraged a lot more to be a bit more sexual. And I think even things like, if you think about a kid in like, well, maybe not nursery, but maybe primary school. And I think some parents will kind of entertain the idea of, oh, like is that um, is that your little girlfriend? And so even things like that just kind of says it's okay for you to have a girlfriend and it's okay for you to explore and things like that. Whereas with girls, I know for me, it's just like, don't you dare bring any boy home until your ex age. And so that's all I was then taught and, and and told. So I think even things like that just kind of Makes that gap even bigger between boys and girls like men and women, in terms of how they can explore themselves um I think with boys, and I think even with men up to now, there is often that excuse of he's a boy, he's a guy, that's what they do, that's what they're like, and it's just like again that just makes that gap even bigger that says, okay, it's okay for men to kind of explore sexually and to have more than one partner and things like that, whereas there isn't ever, you know, she's a woman. That's what they're like. That's what they're meant to do. It's like you're a woman. You're not meant to do that. Like like you're meant to hold yourself to, uh, like I don't even know if it's like a higher standard, but we're just meant to like, like hold ourselves very different. And I'm just like, if you do it, I'm doing it. Like it's, it's literally that simple.
2: Interesting. And I know obviously we're in a new age where women are just turning up. We be doing the most. We in the clubs. We wear whatever we want to wear. We have short hair. We have long hair. We do whatever. And there's no holding us back. And I'm all here for that. You know, liberation that women have that voice. On the flip, because you know I like to bring a flip to it. Do you think that there's like, mm, do you think it's hard for women now? because there, there are this group of women who are liberated and who know what they want sexually and are happy to kind of showcase that online and stuff like that. Do you think it's difficult or challenging for the woman who's trying to be virtuous or who's trying to, you know, uphold her virginity and remain in that way? Do I think it's difficult?
1: No. And I don't think it should be be difficult because the way that I see it, if if that is what, You like you're going to attract what you like, so I don't think it makes things things different or difficult. Even I think it probably makes things easier because if you're very like firm in this is how I am as a woman, and you meet a guy that's like, well, I want like a woman that that does this and blah blah blah, then you know automatically you two don't match. So I don't I don't think it's difficult, but I do again think that just because of the way society is i think there will always be that whole you know well i'm not out here and i'm not going to talk about what i do publicly and blah 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 and then you've got the other group of women that are like well i can and i want to when when ultimately there should just be like a common understanding and a common um respect as women to be like i understand why you have chosen that and that's okay like that's not an, an issue
2: I'm here for women, you know, being liberated, doing what they need to do. Sometimes we see online that men are pitting women against each other, saying, no, she shouldn't be like that, or shouldn't be like this, she shouldn't be doing that. My daughter could never, my sister could never, my mum would never. But then, seriously, what type of women are you actually going for? But whatever, that's my view.
0: <laughs> I totally agree. It should be like each to their own. Why are you dragging down another woman? And it's it's bad enough that the men do it, which is wrong in itself, because. I don't know. Well, theory says a lot of men are out here just hoeing, right? I don't, I don't know if it's true. I haven't surveyed them all. But imagine you're doing all of that and then judging woman, a woman to a completely different standard. Do you guys think, well, I think I know what you're going to say, but I'll, ch- I'll change the question. What do you think about that where where men, men are held to a different standard than women? Like it's socially acceptable for a man to do as he pleases, but where it comes to a woman... She shouldn't. It's not right. And we know it. It goes back. I don't know, years, decades, centuries. We are moving away from it, but it's still there. Like, why? What's it about? What can we do about it? Yeah, it's just. It's just. Oh, it's really stale now. I hate that way of thinking so much
1: because I'm just like. It's so. It's not progressive at all, and it doesn't allow like women the opportunity to I, to I guess be as free as what men are. Um, as to why i I just think patriarchy like it's it's always like things that have always been in like in a man's favor in that sense so women haven't always been afforded that opportunity to be as open so i think that's why even now when you do have um a woman that is so open you do still have men that are still so in shock and i think even with like my podcast when i first started like so many men were in shock and i was just like that's great but that's also really bad that you're generally shocked that a woman can want just as much sex if not more than you like that that shouldn't be something that we are shocked by in 2021
0: it's true and that brings me on to the next point about well mums we spoke about women being judged mums in particular being judged for being sexual so i remember like when it comes to you know, Black China when she's in the media and she's doing her like provocative poses or she's naked or even Kim Kardashian when she's doing her sexy poses. People are like, you're a mother. Why are you doing that? Even Cardi B, which does in her videos, it's like, you're a mom. What kind of example are you setting? When Amber Rose was famous, she'd done her famous slut walk, encouraging women to like come out in whatever they felt like (laughs) and march along the streets. And they were being judged, not because of what they were doing, because they were women, but also because
2: they were mothers. Like, what are you guys' thoughts on that? Do you know what? My mum does it to me as well. She shames me. I don't care. I'm going to say it. I've said it before, Um, but she will say, you're a mum. You can't be wearing that. You're a mum and I just think that people come on the premise of, you know, actually you've got somebody looking up to you. So you're supposed to lead by example and your child is essentially following your steps or whatever. So I understand that element. I understand that wherever you go, you need to carry yourself in a certain way. If I was in the office, there's obviously going to be certain etiquette that I have in the office. If I'm in the club, there's going to be certain etiquette that I have there in front of my friends, etc. So it just... Means potentially that you have to carry yourself in a certain way. However, I don't feel that mothers should lose their identity when becoming a mum. I just don't think that if you want to dress a certain how, do it. Like, as long as your child is fed, they're clothed, they're being educated, and you show them as much love, warmth, and attention, who cares what you're doing online? Like, seriously. I mean, it might come back to bite you in the future, but <laughs> seriously.
1: Um, I agree. I mean, even though obviously I don't have kids, but I think I remember when I was about maybe like I was about fifteen, and I remember being home, and I just kept calling my mum's like, "Mom, can I have this." Mum, and I called her name so much that she turned to me, she's like, "You know, I'm not just your mum, right?" And I was just like, "What? Yeah, you are." But that that kind of taught me that my mum also has her own identity. Like, she's not just my mum. Like, she is a whole other human being and I think part of this whole oh you know you can't act that way because you're a mum and and blah 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 is as you said because people kind of strip a person's identity and and who they are as a person just because they have now had a child and I don't think that's very fair I don't think that's right at all that you can kind of take someone's whole being and be like you're not this person anymore you're just a mum
0: like it's absolutely ridiculous bang on the money and that's what can make motherhood so shocking for some women as well don't get me wrong there are some women who are happy to completely evolve when they become a mother when they become a wife but for other people it doesn't change their whole identity it's just like a new dimension and it's it's difficult for you to be able to do something before or dress a certain way and all of a sudden people are like oh, you can't do that because you're a mum like and I get that they could be worried about I think how the kid could be perceived by other people and also like social media as well your kids could be bullied they could be bullied online or someone like (laughs) it's not funny I won't laugh sending videos around of you doing something really provocative and teasing your child which could be sad so I get like why people have the risk but people need to remember that a mother was someone before she became a mum and those things could still matter to her so if she was sexual before like that could just be how she became a mum and she might not be ready to get rid of that whatsoever um so a delight, a dilemma that we get quite often is about how to tap back into source we know you're not a mum, so you can't say like specifically if you're a mum and you're not feeling very sexy this is how you can get into it but more generally speaking for anybody listening who feels like they've lost their mojo a bit how do you how would you recommend that somebody could like tap back into their sexuality
1: a good thing that works for me because I think even with me, like I have times where I don't feel sexy at all. Like it's I feel like I've completely lost it. Um, but I think one thing that I tend to do a lot is just kind of like, and this might sound so like narcissistic, but just admire myself. So even if I, for instance, if I take a nude, it's not for anyone else's eyes, not for anyone's benefit, it's literally for me or I might just kind of like stand in front of the mirror. And even if it's like things that I'm not particularly happy about, I'll be like, you're actually banging like you're so beautiful. You're amazing. And I would just admire myself. And then that kind of taps into me feeling like a bit more sexy. Um, I have this thing that I've been doing maybe like over the last two months now where If I'm feeling like super, super, super sexy, I will literally put on dim light in my favorite sexy playlist, and I will dance in front of the mirror. Even if it's like like a little wine, like a little just just something to just kind of like tell myself that I'm I'm actually it, like I'm actually banging, and just do things like that. Like I know that might sound a bit weird, but I I think like a lot of it is just to do with what you think, and I think for women especially we've always been told how we should look and what um what look was I guess in fashion so I think even for me like as a kid I've I've always been like a thicker person so as a kid having hips and a bum it wasn't on trend so I felt very self-conscious and then when it then became on trend I had to now be like okay so the way that I've looked my whole life, which I've been teased about, or even, I, and I think especially as Black women, being teased about having great lips, and now everybody is, is doing this and that to get what we have. And like even things like that, it can be such a trip when you just think, wow, so how I've always looked is now acceptable. It's, yeah, like, it's a lot. But I think when you're able to change how you think, you will definitely feel a lot more sexy because you'll just be like, I'm it regardless.
0: I love that. I love that. I think the thing for mums especially is because your body goes through so much changes that you just might not recognise yourself. Like your tits might seem a bit deflated. You could have the stretch marks. So it's definitely like a journey of learning to love yourself again. So yeah, I might get in the mirror and start talking to myself.
2: I was going to say the same thing too. I've been talking to my food I've literally been enjoying my FIPA. I'm like, FIPA, you're here to poop with me and we're going to foop together. <laughs> because honestly, like Raksha said, becoming a mum, your body does change, you have stretch marks, you've got the saggy belly. And even the words and the descriptions that I'm using to describe it just shows how, you know, we place so much on ourselves to have this perfect kind of body and still remain intact, forgetting that we've just been stretched and open to have a baby and to bring forth life so I'm going to appreciate myself a lot more and I think everyone else should do that as well what three things do you think people could try mums or women specifically to kind of spice up their sex life
1: so I think one of the main things that I will say like especially with a partner is is to ask them like ask them those quite awkward questions ask them the things that you that you often think and just be like what what do you really like or what what could i do a bit better and in turn tell them as well i think sometimes we just assume that our partners just just know like they just know how to get that spot and they just know what we like and i think sometimes people actually have to be told so i've definitely say that and I think also giving feedback like I'm very big on telling someone when I thought that session was great and when I'm like didn't do it but you know a for effort like I think we have to get a lot more comfortable in just saying I, I really like this um another thing to spice up sex life I'm very big on on, on toys so I will always say bring toys to the bedroom even if it's just for you like there are so many toys to explore and to try so I would definitely say that as well um can I think of a third one even if you had like a kink list of things that you would love to try that you haven't told anyone if it's with a partner that you trust and I think trust is such a massive thing when it comes to like exploring because you obviously want to to, to trust this person with your body and with your pleasure so if if you're able to kind of say, all right, this is the list of things that I would really like to try. I've never told anyone things that I'm really, really into and being able to kind of tap into those things as well. I think that will definitely spice things up
0: well hey thank you thank you thank you listeners people who are watching we hope you've taken notes. communication try with some toys and yeah make that kink list and start ticking things off it's usually like a bucket list maybe a bucket list for your life like i want to skydive etc have your kink list that is amazing i've really enjoyed this chat like it's been like a cool like girl chat i feel like i've learned so much about you as well and it's been really good to explore the topic of sexual liberation and i just really hope it's got people thinking about how they are themselves when it comes to sex and are they getting what they want, how they want it, or are they just like accepting nonsense? I'll, I'm just here to say it's 2021. We ain't got to do that no more. <laughs> we don't have to do that no more. So <laughs> Speak of your chest about what you want, your chest said it, communicate. And also where it comes to like, um, men versus women, sexual liberation and what women are doing versus what men are doing Judgment might be a bit outdated, like it's not really your bedroom, or it might not be your place to say. So yeah, lots and lots of food for thought. So Georgette, where can people find you and your podcast?
1: Um, so you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at just underscore Georgette on both. And you can also find the podcast at just the tip pod on Twitter and Instagram. Um, you can find my podcast on all streaming platforms, I believe. So Spotify. Um, Apple, iTunes, SoundCloud and a couple of others that I don't know about. Um, but literally Just the Tip pod or Just the Tip podcast um, it's the one with the purple background as the logo.
0: Yeah, Just the Tip is absolutely everywhere. Get into it get some information, get some inspiration information, inspiration. <laughs> but thanks so much for tuning in to another episode, Mama Drama Pod Shells and Racks. If you don't know already we are on YouTube, Twitter um, Instagram, it's Mama Drama Pod also on streaming platforms please follow us please subscribe and also show love to georgette as well on her platforms um, and the podcast also for her personal ones and thank you so much for coming to join us
1: thank (laughs) Thank you you so much for having me all right thank you Bye. Bye. bye